Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Coming to you from the lobby of the hotel where we're staying right now because, you know, Bill's going through his stem cell transplant. And we're continuing our summer series. And boy, do I have some scoop for you. We're going to talk about today about why the banks are not doing forbearance agreements anymore. And I'm going to share a case study. The next four shows are going to be case studies of people that I just met this week. I went out door knocking. I door knocked foreclosures. I went with my daughter and my daughter-in-law, sister. And as I'm going to tell you, like, what I learned or what's happening and what's happening really to the people that are actually in their homes and what's happening in the market right now. So first we're going to start off with a toast. So cheers. I'm having some wine. So thank you for being on the show today. There'll probably be people walking around. I'm actually in the lobby. Okay, first off, I always like to start off reading a five-star review. So the one today is five stars. It says, thank you. Thank you for helping us and motivating us to pursue more. God bless you always. That's Matthew Pond from the United States. So Matthew, thank you for that awesome review. And if you would like a chance to have your review read, then you got to leave five stars and you got to write something and then maybe I'll get a chance to read your review. So, we're at the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. My website is dwanderful.com dwanderful.com opt in over there I've got four free ebooks for you and they're great it'll help you get started with your real estate investing so why the banks won't do forbearance agreements anymore so as I told you uh, a few days ago that I've been out door knocking so I've committed to going door knocking every Monday between now and November and I'm working with my girls and helping them you know get the ball rolling and so I've been meeting a lot of really neat people so I want to talk to you about Elise now, we knocked on her door just a couple days ago, and I'm telling you, as soon as she saw us and I told her you know, that we were real estate investors and we were here and we wanted to help her and we had some information, she literally just burst into tears. So she comes outside, we're sitting on her porch, the four of us are sitting there, name's Elise, and she's literally bawling her eyes out. So her situation is she is approximately 60 and her husband is 83. Now, their mortgage payment was $1,000 a month. And the banks did a forbearance agreement. If y'all paid any attention, I keep talking about forbearance agreements. And when we did the whole nationwide forbearance agreement for everybody, I knew it was going to be a really bad idea. Because what the bank did was took all the payments they were behind, divided them up over 12 months, and added it to their payment. So their payment was $1,000 a month. And their new payment, they added 600 from the forbearance. So they take the late payments, the bank takes the late payments, however many they are, whatever it is, and they divide them out over 12 or 24 months, and they add it to your payment. So her payment was 1000 like 1000 something, and her new payment is 1600 Now, her husband, unfortunately, has some dementia, and they used up all of his retirement because they weren't able to work during COVID. He wasn't able to work. She wasn't able to work. She works with special needs kids, but they weren't able to work. So they use all their retirement. So they have zero retirement left. Now, because she is young, she's not drawing Social Security yet. 
and his uh, retirement, his Social Security check, is only $1,100 a month. So they have $1,100 a month as their entire total income. And the bank put them on a payment of the 1000 of the old payment plus 600 so the payment is 1600 She says, well, I just did the forbearance agreement, and we used up the rest of the money that we had left over so we could keep up with our payments, but now their house is going to sale in less than 30 days. So here you have a woman in her early 60s. Her husband's in his 80s. And he has recently been diagnosed with dementia, so he can't work anymore. And they use up all their retirement. So they are living in their house on $1,100 a month. That's for the electric, the phone, the food, the medication. That's for everything. But the bank put them on a $1,600 a month mortgage payment, and they can't make it. Now, the house is going to foreclosure in less than 30 days. So when we came, she came outside, she was like, oh my God, these are angels, I've been praying, I've been praying, I can't believe you're here, I've just been praying for God to send someone to me, and literally, she started crying, I started crying, Ayla and Felicia started crying, so we were all just a big hot crying mess, <laughs> because, you know, you feel the people's pain, you know what they're going through. And so we talked and talked and talked, now if you happen to live in a trustee state, so there's mortgage states and there's trustee states. In the trustee state in Colorado, you have to file something called an intent to redeem. Intent to redeem. And that means you have to take a paper and go to the courthouse and file the intent to redeem. Saying, and what that document says, so it's a document, and that document says, I want to try to make up my back mortgage payment. Now, the thing is, is that in the deed of trust states, and they're not all the same, so you have to Google your specific state. A lot of you actually don't even know if you live in a mortgage state or uh, a deed of trust state, so you should Google that first. But if you don't file the intent to redeem, and at the very last second, two days before the foreclosure sale, you win the lottery, the bank does not have to accept any of your back payments, and you lose your house. Like, it's just gone. So if you win the lottery two days before... You've got the money for everything. You can pay your house off, certainly, but they don't have to take your back payments unless you file an intent to redeem. So she did not know this. So thank God we went to her door. And we gave her a copy of the intent to redeem. So she's going down to the courthouse to file that so she can try to redeem her house. Now, the reality is she's not going to be able to redeem her house, but she has over $200,000 worth of equity. So she owes about two-something, her house is worth four-something. So you would think, like, oh, she could get a loan, she could refinance, she could do whatever, but she bought into the nationwide forbearance agreement, which I told all of you, don't do it. And now her credit is so bad, and their income is so low now, they can't refinance the house even if they want to. So we're going to have to work out a situation, and unfortunately they are going to have to move. But... I'm going to, now this is me going over and above. I'm going to help her get her husband into a VA facility because his dementia has gotten really, really, really bad. He's falling now. He's walking out of the house in the middle of the night, roaming around. So I'm going to do something a lot of people would not do. A lot of people wouldn't help somebody like that. I'm going to help her get her husband into a VA facility, and I'm going to help make sure she gets enough money that we can help her pay her rent for one year and put her into an apartment so she has somewhere to live 
close to where her husband's going to be. And she actually starts back working in 60 days. So in 60 days, she'll have enough money to be able to pay for an apartment, but they don't have the money to redeem their property. So that's what happens with the forbearance agreement. They made a couple of payments, and as soon as they missed one, the bank set their house to foreclosure. So by the time you see this video, no, you'll see this video before. So their foreclosure sale date is August 30th, and it's July. So in just a couple of weeks, they're getting out, booted, gone. House is going to be taken away from them. No chance to keep it. So I want her to file the intent to redeem anyway, because you never know. I might be able to work something out. I mean, we just don't know. So we need to make sure that document is filed properly to give us all the options that we have. So I'm working with her bank. It's U.S. Bank. I'm going to talk to the bank. I'm going to see if I can get some of those fees knocked off. And then we'll maybe do an equity partner split with her. We'll do something to where she gets a good enough amount of money that she can get him moved and she can be secure living someplace else at least for the next one year, 100%. And then we'll make some money and she'll make some money and everybody will make some money. So equity partnering is really, really, really something that I need you all to learn. And we have an equity partnering program because it is, it's come up four times just this just this last week, it's come up four times where people needed to be able to work out an equity partner deal. So if you live in a deed of trust state, see if your state requires an intent to redeem and print that off. And when you go talking to homeowners, hand them a copy of that document so they can file it at the courthouse. So at least you can buy time and you can try to help them out and see what it is that you can do for them. So an intent to redeem. So check it out for your state, Google it, and if you need it, Print it and take it with you when you meet homeowners. Okay, so again, these are short. They're 10 minutes. It's the summer series. There's no music before. There's no music after. So you can just binge, 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 boom, 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 listen to all of them. And they're also on iTunes. If you want to watch all my cuteness, you can go to my uh, YouTube page, which is Wonderful Real Estate Investing. Wonderful Real Estate Investing. So I want you to stay tuned. And so that's one case study. And we are trying to help her do an equity split. That's really about all that we're going to be able to do. So you need to have a lot of options and things in your wheelhouse so that when the, the option arises, you know what to do next. Okay, we'll be back next, same tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel. Remember that the truth is in the red lines. Ciao.